This is the Kavnis HR Podcast, and we want you to be great every day. Join us as we transform the human resources outsourcing industry while we talk to small business owners, founders, and people in tech, startup, and HR spaces. Now, please welcome your host, Jason Kavnis. Hello. And welcome to the Kevin Sitchell Podcast. Our guest today is Steve Brown. Steve, are you ready to be great today? I am. It's good to see you, Jason. You too, Steve. Steve Brown is the Vice President of Human Resources for La Rosa's Inc., a regional pizzeria restaurant chain in Southwest Ohio with 13 locations and over 1,100 team members. Steve has been an HR professional for 30 years, has worked in the hospitality, manufacturing, consumer products, and professional services industries in various HR roles. He is currently a member of the Society for Human Management Board of Directors and has been a member of the Membership Advisory Council, representative for the North Central Region of SHRM and past Ohio State Council Director. He facilitates a monthly HR roundtable as well as an, an HR internet forum called HRNet which reaches over 11,000 people globally each week. Steve is an accomplished speaker who has been featured at local, regional, and national conferences, Chamber of Commerce, HR chapters, and business. He's very active in social media and has a nationally recognized HR blog, Everyday People. He has also authored a new book called HR on Purpose, which look at, looks at human resources from a fresh, positive, and inter, inter, intentional perspective. I just want to add real fast, if you're in HR, you don't know who Steve Brown is, you need to find out who Steve Brown is. So Steve, man, Steve Brown is a man. Steve, what's uh, keeping you busy right now? What do you focus on? Quite a few things. We're working on a new development program of our managers. It's really exciting. It's not training and development. It's just development. So we're helping them become better business people, running their locations. I have several locations at our pizzerias. We have 13 that I help with. I get to be a resource for them. So it's fun to do some culture work. Steve, yeah, I like the way how you always like walking around and, and, and interacting with your people. I think more you talk, people need to do that. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a lot more getting the pulse of your business. You got to talk to the people who are doing the business. Maybe your desk doesn't give you as better, as good of a picture as you could have. So Steve, question for you. So I think right now HR is in two camps. There's one camp, which I call the old, old HR, HR no. The new camp, HR yes, the new HR. HR of old, you know, stays on the desk nine to five. Answer is always no. If you ask what's going on in this other department, I don't know. I run HR, I don't run the department. The HR of new HR yes is sure. like they walk around, they find out what's going on, they find out where they say yes, they're involved in the business part. How do we get the people who I call the HR of no to become HR of yes in the new HR? I think there's a couple of ways. One, I think they have to be excited about what they do for the organization. Uh, HR is critical. Uh, we all deal with people and work with people. And the more you're connected to your people, not just the H and HR, I hate that. I think you need to be more connected intentionally with the people all throughout the business, every department. When we make everybody has to come to HR, it isolates you and makes you off as an island. And it should be more we're integrated throughout the business. There are times to say no, but give people not no because it's a policy. No, because you looked into it. You, you found out what was going on. Here's the direction we want to go. Interact with people. They want to do the right thing. So when you do have to say no or be critical, you have context around what you want to do. So, Steve, there's a lot of HR people who have like great bosses. Those bosses value HR. They do the value added. But unfortunately, some HR people don't have that luxury. So HR people who have worked for people who don't value HR and don't get the value of HR, what advice do you have for them? Two things. One, it sounds a little harsh. If you don't think they're going to value HR long-term, find another company. Uh, and I hate to be that way, but why keep plotting against the wall all the freaking time? Now, at the same time, you can do good work 
in an organization that may not value HR by showing through your behavior what you're doing and doing well. Because if you do it well, somebody will say, hey, what's he doing? Or what's she doing? And they'll take notice. It may have a limited reach. But at least you're helping the people that are working in general. I think it's more based on behavior than it is anything else. Steve, from your point of view, what... um values and characteristics sort of HR professional possess? Oh, gosh, that's a great question, Jason. Genuine. First and foremost, genuine. Be who you are. Don't put on some airs or something that says, you know, I'm the HR person and, you know, fear me or scary music that follows you or anything like that. I think you just need to be authentic. Too often we try to put on a corporate face or an office face or a, an HR face instead of just being Steve or Jason or Susie or Johnny, or whatever you're going to be. When you're genuine, it goes miles. The second thing is you need to be an active listener. Uh, I listen to more stories than talk. Uh, I hear all the stories, good, bad, and indifferent. I don't try and solve things automatically. I listen to people. Uh, people want acknowledgement. And a great HR person, in my opinion, acknowledges the people that come to do the work every day, from the executives to the front line. You'd be surprised how many executives don't take the time to listen. And we can turn that around as an executive myself. I spend more time listening than I do talking. Uh, the third thing I would be is have fun. My gosh, you know, you're at work all day. You should enjoy what you're doing. I love what I'm doing. I had, um, I've been at three pizzerias today. This is my fourth. I have two more to go. And I'm, it's a great day. You know, I get to be with people that take care of our guests in business. There's a lot of joy in that. I don't see people in HR enjoying people. We keep trying to make some program instead of being who we naturally are. I know, yeah. See, I know for one, I like always like when you post stories and like when you meet your, your employees one-on-one, like you're talking about they've done 20 years or it's their birthday, always like how you put that out there. What what advice would you have for a job seeker, whether someone, a new college graduate, someone trying to break an HR, someone's trying to find their first HR job, what advice would you have for them? I think people need to be better at networking, Jason. I don't think that we do it very well. Uh, or we'll do it for a period of time. I know, especially as job seekers, and I work with a lot of them because people in transition come to my roundtable. What they tend to do is in a moment of desperation, they'll meet people in order to get a job and then they go back to their same old patterns. Meeting people is a business skill. It's not just a job seeking skill. So I would love to see people network on purpose. And HR people need to know HR people. It's one of those great things that we learn more from the people that we know versus just going against, like I said before, a wall all the time. Uh, you know, I want to know all my peers. I, that's how I got to know you. I think it's important for us to know peers because then we have resources at our fingertips. If you're trying to get in HR, I would find people that you think do this well. And contact them. And chances are, they'll reach out and say, sure, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I talk to graduates all the time. I talk to people brand new in the field that just fell into HR. And, I, you know, my personal opinion, I'll make for time for people that want to be in the field that I like. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, you know, just introduce yourself, you know, ask, ask for help. Nine out of ten, that person is going to say yes. Sure, more often than not. So, Steve, you have experience in various industries in those industries, has your approach to HR always been the same or have you had to kind of change your approach depending on what the industry was? That's a great question. Yes and no. I don't think I've changed that much. I like to be with humans. So when I worked in a welding facility, I was out on the floor learning how to weld. When I was in a carpentry facility, I was out learning how to be a carpenter uh, or a painter. Or we, I worked for a company that made nuts and bolts and I went out and figured it out. I was actually in charge of a team on the floor that did great tool and die work. The difference in white collar versus blue collar, huge difference. Uh, I think the people I've worked with in the blue collar arenas are much more open 
that they don't play as many corporate politics. They're incredibly honest, and I love that. Now, they might be too honest at times, but it's, it's raw, and I dig that. I don't, I don't like the politics side. When I worked in some of the more corporate environments, it was posturing, and there's no, no need for it. It makes it very difficult to practice HR. Steve, you've been HR for 30 years. Can you talk about some of the positive changes during that time and also some of the negative changes in HR during that time? Sure. Uh, positive changes were becoming more people-centric as organizations. I think that's going to continue to go. People keep freaking out about AI and how everything's going to get replace us. Don't see it. Uh, there's going to be people. We'll be doing different things, but over 30 years, we're doing different things as well. Uh, it's less and less administrative, which is great. Less paper, more technology, which is wonderful. HR tech has really changed our field for the good. The thing that's worse, honestly is uh, regulations. Man, we have so many laws. You just can't keep up with everything. And it's not an administration thing or a politics thing. It's how do I make sure I'm compliant? We spend too much time on rules. And I know a lot of my peers who spend more time trying to control people than work with people. I wish they would learn to work with people and they would need fewer rules. Yeah, you're right. about The, the job's always going to change. I just read an article maybe a couple of weeks ago where back when the automobile success came out, the big thing was, oh my goodness, we can't let automobiles because people actually had a job, you know, picking up horse waste. And right, so all, right. all these people lose their job, you know, it's just a cycle that happens over and over again. Jobs go away and more jobs come. It's just yeah, and I think it's going to evolve. And I, the thing that is important to me is I think as HR people, we need to evolve with it. We are the most resistant change of all the professions, which is wild because we're supposed to be in charge of change. It's just very ironic. But HR people need to go with the flow a little more instead of trying to regiment everything. So Steve, let's say someone listens to this podcast and like, you know what? I want to work with Steve Brown. How would that person? How would that person get your attention to get on your radar? Oh, I don't know. I I don't have any openings. <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's more. I'd like to have people listen to a positive approach and understand that you can do HR in a different way and impact it in your organization and help them add value by lifting up the people that work there, not just focusing on the systems within HR. I really think, and I always have believed, you focus on people, good things happen. Uh, more often than not, people want to do the right thing. So uh, being in HR should be about people. And, and business is honestly about people, not just HR bias. Steve, so I think one problem with uh, some HR people is they're HR focused, but they don't own their business. They don't know what's going on in, internally to the business. How do we like get across that important to HR people? One of the things that Jennifer McClure and I talked about years ago, and she says it all the time, uh, you need to be a business person who practices HR. Just like you need to be a business person who practices finance or a business person who practices marketing. Your job is to make your business succeed. Every team member in your company is meant to help the business succeed. So you need to reframe how you look at work. I'm a business person. If I can do things to help the people in do better, and that's the focus that we have as a company, they'll take care of our guests. The more guests that come in, the better we do. I get to keep my job. Steve, how do you, how do you approach building great teams? Oh, uh, something I've been doing for a while, Jason, is uh, I'm a big strengths person. I like the strengths movement. Uh, I don't like doing comparative things where you talk about what people can't do. I want to see what they can do. And I can fill other people around in the team with other strengths. So if someone's very strong in one area, but weak in another area, I'll find that complementary strength, put them together. So too often in work, we focus on what we don't do instead of what we can offer. And I try to make teams uh, aware of what their strengths are, how to understand each other differently. But the big key, other than just strengths, is others focused. 
And I think you can't just focus on yourself personally. Uh, as people, we tend to be selfish. It's unfortunate, but it's true. I'd rather learn you what makes you drive and learn your style and then work with you within your style instead of saying you need to be like me. We complement each other. and It's just more a big picture instead of individual people doing their own thing. Steve, so let's switch to the book you just wrote, HR on Purpose. What motivated you to want to write a book? That's a tough one. I have, I've been fortunate. I get to speak all over the country on HR stuff and HR events. And several people came up to me and said, you know, you have great ideas. You should put them in a book. And I, that's very nice and humbling. If I can crank something out and it starts to come together, I'll follow it through. But if I don't, it was a nice idea. And once I started typing, I just kept going and going and going. I'm a storyteller. I tend to to hear people have examples. The uh, People like to hear stories and real-world stuff. And I've heard from many people over the years, people like to hear from people that do the work they do. So I am a practitioner. I am not above and beyond or outside. Uh, I do the work every day just like other people in the field. So it's resonated very well because of that. So not to boost your ego anymore, but you know, on my podcast, I talk to people in tech, startups, HR founders, business owners. Seven of the previous HR people recommend you recommend your book when I ask them what book they recommend. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you know, I think it, it's resonating with people because they see themselves in the book. And uh, that's true with any book I read. If I see myself in it, I, I enjoy it more. I think it was a message they need. And I think, honestly, Jason, uh, HR people need someone they can believe in. I don't want it to be me as a person, but I believe in the work that we do. Steve, next, can you talk about a time you were successful in the past, what you learned from the success, and what we can learn from this? One of the things I never thought would be an earth-shattering change in HR, I tend to be somebody that simplifies things, Jason. I don't like to add layers. I like to tear things down and just make it more simplified for everybody involved. Here we have a recognition program, and we used to do it more formally, like a lot of places. And we'd have a big banquet, and we'd bring people up front, and say each other's names, and give them pins, and hugs, and stuff, or handshakes, and it just didn't feel right to anybody involved, team members, or the corporate side. So my boss said, hey, how do you want to make this work? And he let me have a, a blank slate, and I changed it to uh, getting cookies for people, and balloons, a gift card. And then instead of them coming to us at some formal gathering, I go out and see them when they work. And you'd be amazed how much balloons, cookies, and a gift card changes recognition because I think you should value people for who they are, where they are, and when they do it, not based on company programs or company. So, you know, if it's Sunday night and it's your 10 year anniversary and that's when you work, that's when I show up. And I've also, I've had people who, when I see them, they cry. And uh, I've had other people who hugged the cookie tray who said, oh, my gosh, it's time for my cookies. I can't believe it. I'm like, okay. So uh, I think recognition, like a lot of things in HR, can be simplified because I really care that someone was kind enough to work for us for a period of years. We need to recognize that when it happens. It's changed the culture of our company. And plus, I think the fact that you actually go in there and they get this, have all this done in front of their peers has had right. a, big, a big impact also. It, it does. And you know what? I appreciate the work they do because I really do. I think it's amazing. I don't, I don't think it's less or more than. I think it's incredibly valuable. Well, Steve, follow question. Next, talk about the time you failed in the past, where you learned from this, and what we can learn. There was a time when I was in charge of safety in an organization, and I had never understood how big of a responsibility it is and how important safety is. And we got caught. A regulatory person came in and said, hey, here's the things you aren't doing. 
And I said, yes, sir. I said, tell you what, instead of just telling you what's wrong, why don't you show me how to improve it? So it was a painful process. But over a week-long investigation, he showed me everything that where we were lacking. And then when I went in front of the hearing, I sat in front of the district officer. The district officer said, you're the first person who sat down with our inspector and tried to learn from us. We cut our fine in half. Now, we still had a hefty fine. But it was much better, and we were able to improve and actually have a focused thing versus just trying to do it to go through the motions. So, Steve, you brought up a, a little question that I thought of. Can you talk about the expansive HR? HR covers so many things. I don't think some people realize it. Some people say, oh, HR is recruiting, or oh, it's payroll, it's benefits. Can you talk about exactly how expansive the role of HR is? Oh, absolutely. I think it depends on what the company wants to do. There are tons of people who are in HR departments of one, which is what I was in all the way up until I came to work here. And you're in charge of everything from interviewing to sourcing to hiring to interviewing to onboarding to recognition and discipline and and you know secure facility i mean it, it really is a huge human benefits my gosh a workers comp unemployment claims employment verifications it's hard because i think hr people try to be everything to everyone and we really shouldn't i think the big shift for us jason is we have to quit being a support function within organizations a resource in organization if we're a resource then we're bringing skills to the table if for support, we're, we're just, you know, an afterthought. I think we need to be ahead of the curve on that. Steve, can you talk about someone who was helping the past and how they helped you? There's all kinds of people that helped me. Here's my favorite one from a long time ago. Joe Lane was our welding supervisor at a plant I used to work. And I was hiring people and I knew how to interview. I could interview as good as anybody. But everybody I hired didn't make it past me. They'd get out of the and wouldn't know what they're doing. They were telling about the words of welding, but I didn't know what it meant. They had me go out and work on the floor with Joe. He's a tough ball, and I'm not a good welder. And anything I welded, just so you know, never went out because it would have fallen apart in the field. But he showed me the equipment. He showed me how they think, how they measure different types of welding work. And then after about a month, I went back to interview where we used to have nobody get hired. Uh, four out of five got hired, and they stayed on. To be a little more humble, and sit down and learn from somebody who's doing the work was a huge lesson for me. I really like the fact that you picked a non-HR person for that. I really like that. So this next question might be hard for you to answer because you're pretty transparent. But tell us something about yourself that most people don't know. You know your close friends, close family know this, but people that work with you day to day do not know this about Steve Brown. That's a tough one, Jason. I am pretty transparent. I'm, I'm pretty open about everything. I'm a huge music person. Love music. The state conference director in Ohio. The theme was HR Rocks because I wanted it to be music. And uh, I wrote a song because I write a song every week for part of the HR Net. But I wrote a song and one of the guys at work here, awesome. It was to ACDC, Thunderstruck. And I dressed up as Angus Young and walked out on the catwalk and got everybody excited. And I've always had this thrill that, you know, the rock stars go, hello, Seattle, or wherever they're at. But when we got to the end of the song, I got scream out to the crowd, hello, Sandusky, how are you doing? And they went crazy. It was a, mu- a bucket moment for me because if I ever could be a rock star, not that I am at all, or have the talent to be, uh, I'd love to be the one who yells at the crowd and get them all excited. So, Steve, you, you obviously have your, your full-time job that pays you, and then you do all the stuff for HR, social media, everything that that's a, has to be a full-time job. How do you manage all that? How do you prioritize all that and not, you know, go insane? And, of course, you, and you, still have, you still have your family life, you know, social life going on. How do you manage all that? I think I look at time differently than most people. I think 
the truth is we, we always put our efforts towards the things we want to do. Trying to manage everything I don't want to do, all the ugly stuff, I try to make sure I have time for all those things. And what's funny, as full as I am and as full as everybody else is, because I'm no different than anybody else, you'll make the time for what's important. So connecting with people on a daily basis through social media is important to me. Making sure that I'm very cognizant of my work and the people that I work with, important to me. My family, important to me. My faith, important. You know, writing a blog, reaching out to people, doing podcasts, all those things matter. I have more time than I know what to do with. I could probably do more if I wanted to. I just don't get burdened by trying to fit everything in. I go with the flow and I do schedule what I probably think most people think I do. I'm not so structured that I get stuck on what I'm not doing. I just focus on what happened in the day and you go from there. I think sometimes people get there's actually 160 hours in a week. 168, that is a lot of time. Even it is. All the hours, you used to have 120 hours, and you take eight hours of sleep, that's still down like 80 hours you have to like, do stuff with. Steve, I understand you have a book to recommend for our listeners today. <laughs> My book? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, uh, of course. I would love for people to look at HR on purpose because it's a positive look at HR. And it's needed. We need to be positive in what we do and make an impact. Uh, I think people would enjoy it. It's an easy read. It's not difficult. And I can tell you stories that would turn your head about how it's been so well accepted around the world, from Nigeria to Australia to England to all over the United States. It's really made a big difference. And I, I would love for people to pick it up on Amazon if they so choose. Steve, can you provide our listeners your social media links so people can reach out to you? The best way to get a hold of me is Twitter. I'm at SBrownHR. It's S-B-R-O-W-N-E-H-R. I'm on Twitter all the time. I'll be glad to connect with you there. And LinkedIn. I would love to connect. I love connecting to people. I'm very genuine. But if you're going to connect with me, understand it's going to be intentional. And for our listeners, we're going to have a link to his book and his social media on our show notes. And our show notes will be at www.cabinetshrblog.com. Steve, we're coming to the end of, our, end of this great talk. Can you provide our listeners any last-minute wisdom or advice on any subject you want to talk about? The thing I'd like to leave with you, Jason, is um, I wish people would believe in others, not just HR people, just people in general, because I find more value in the diversity of humanity every day. Wonderful and cruddy as it is, it's the best. My day is spent more valued in time and in effort by hanging around people who are new and different than me. And uh, I hope others do it as well. Steve, thank you for the great advice. Steve, thank you for your time today. I know you're a busy person, do a lot of great things, just not for HR, but people in general. So thank you very much. Thanks, Jason. I really appreciate the chance to be on with you. And for our listeners, thank you for your time as well. Remember to be great every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Kavnis HR. For more exclusive content, as well as your free copy of HR Laws, be sure to visit KavnisHR.com or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook at Kavnis HR. Thanks again, and be great every day.